Why I'm Still Going Out to Bat for the EA Movement Post FTX. By Gemma Patterson. From the looks of it, next week might be rough for people who care about effective altruism. As CEA, acting CEO Ben West pointed out on the forum. Quote. Sam Bankman-Fried's trial is scheduled to start October 3, 2023, and Michael Lewis's book about FTX comes out the same day. My hope and expectation is that neither will be focused on EA. Nonetheless, I think there's a decent chance that viewing the forum, Twitter, or news media could become stressful for some people, and you may want to preemptively create a plan for engaging with that in a healthy way. End quote. I really appreciated that comment since I didn't know that and I'm glad I had time to mentally prepare. As someone who does outward-facing voluntary community building at my workplace and in London, I feel nervous. I've written this piece to manage that anxiety. I actually wrote a lot of it last year to process my feelings but now seems like a good time to share. Heading. Thoughts on EA after 2022. During the spring, a summer of 2022, I was studying for my final ICAS Chartered Accountancy case study exams. They usually involve. Here's a list of bullet points. Being given a scenario where you are the qualified accountant and have been asked to do some analysis for a group of companies. As you need to meet a minimum standard of public trust and ethics to join an accountancy body, there is usually a dodgy character or two involved at the client company or at the firm that employs you. The dodgy characters are lax about controls and risk, asking you as the accountant to look the other way, and the case is usually set up that there is an incentive for you as the accountant to do that. There are often weak internal controls at the company which make fraud more likely. Some examples of weak internal controls. Lack of segregation of duties, one employee has end-to-end control of a process without oversight. Inadequate access controls, sensitive systems and data are not restricted to authorized personnel. Circumvention of controls, existing controls are intentionally avoided or bypassed by employees. Unsigned approvals, documents requiring sign-off are not properly authorized. At the end, you submit your technical accounting, finance, tax, internal controls, and general business advice that was requested as part of the case study. You also need to submit an ethics memo which would outline your concerns about the dodgy people or controls. That's the end of the list. You'll be glad to hear that after going through lots of practice papers, I passed. Then three months later, the news on FTX dropped. I'm not going to outline it here since I imagine the audience for this are already familiar, if someone has a good summary, please drop it in the comments. It wasn't just FTX, around that time, information was released on Wytham Abbey, Bostrom and the Times sexual harassment scandals. For context, I'm mostly interested in expanding the reach of effective giving, EA impact methodologies and personally put a high discount rate on the future versus existing suffering, so, I didn't follow the FTX future fund that closely. My primary feelings at the end of 2022 were anger and embarrassment. Here's a list of bullet points. Anger. I'm annoyed I must answer questions about the damned castle. I did not buy the castle. None of the charities I recommend you donate to bought the castle. Yet in my community building work, I have to answer questions about the castle. It was handled poorly and I'm angry about it. When the Time article came out, I was running the London Women and NBs in EA group. Honestly, I incorrectly assumed it was just about EA in the Bay Area so when it was revealed it was Owen Cotton Barrett, that was a shock and tbh I was annoyed at a lot of the responses. In hindsight, 
I wish I'd created a space for people to talk about it, but a 60-plus person WhatsApp chat didn't seem like the right format. I agree with this post on things that make EA a good space for women, and recommend this piece on what to do about sexual misconduct going forward. Embarrassment. I had distrustful instincts towards crypto even before the crash. From my perspective, FTX was a gambling company and, even if the profits were going to fund important work, it was exploitative. I feel annoyed at myself that I didn't voice this and just sat in the cognitive dissonance. I'm embarrassed that I put so much trust into Will McCaskill and ATK to vet SBF if they were going to endorse them to the extent that they did. I'm embarrassed that I'm associated with people in the movement who make sexist and racist comments. Most EAs aren't like that but that's difficult to prove. Negative interactions are more memorable. I am frustrated because I see many enthusiastic, extrovert, emotionally intelligent people, especially women and those from lower class or cultural backgrounds, not connecting with the EA movement. I speak to people that would be interested in spending more of their time interacting with EA or want to know how to have a positive impact but have been put off since they think the movement doesn't want them or the vibe is unfriendly and elitist. That's the end of the list. Updates I've made. Here's a list of bullet points. I defer a lot less when making career decisions and thinking about cause prioritization. I'm still not great at it, but I'm much less likely to assume something is true just because someone I respected said it. This is probably a good thing, better late than never. I'm less bullish on EA as a community, over EA as a professional network. I'm sad about this because I have made excellent friends through EA, but the movement needs to professionalize. I'm pleased CEA and EV are taking steps to bring in some qualified suits that are accountable to external ethical bodies and can effectively manage risk going forward. I'm excited about effective giving groups rather than EA groups as a friendly first interaction point for in-person EA group and as a landing place for people who don't want to interact beyond learning where to donate. Looking forward to hosting our first event as the Giving What We Can London Group co-lead Flexed Biceps. That's the end of the list. I want to be clear that I still feel a lot of anger and embarrassment, but I've weighed that up against the positive potential of EA so. Heading. Why I'm still publicly going out to bat for EA. I know a few people, all women, who have taken a step back from Meta EA this year. That is fair and I'm excited to see what they achieve in doing important direct work. However, I'm not doing that. I'm still pushing EA at my workplace and, despite a wobble after FTX where we considered naming it EY Altruism Conversations, we've settled on using EA in the title because most people have never heard of EA yet. I've recently added the link to our EA at EY newsletter and my giving what we can pledge in my email signature. Why? I think EA is better than anything else that currently exists. Here's a list of bullet points. Most people I've met in EA have been kind, thoughtful, conscientious, generous, intelligent and deeply passionate about improving the world. I want there to be a place where it is easy to connect with these kinds of people because strong relationships will make do-gooders more resilient. I agree with this post that EA is three radical ideas I want to protect, radical empathy scope sensitivity and scout mindset, but in my opinion the most impressive part of EA is the execution. For me, as much as I find the intellectual side interesting, I went to business school so fit squarely into the doing side of EA and these are the things that excited me about the movement. EA goes beyond just identifying problems and tend to act on theories of change based on clearly stated and testable assumptions. 
they tend to be quick to respond to actionable feedback and publicly share impact evaluations. It has been successful at creating a community not tied to a specific cause area, and building connections between different causes helping to create resilience among do-gooders. EA is pretty good at upskilling do-gooders, pointing them to resources that might make them more resilient and providing calls to action. 80,000 Hours Career Guide did this for me, and is easily the most important EA resource that got me to take action in 2021. I'm glad they are re-emphasing it because it is excellent. CEA did used to have a big list of things to take action on but that seems to be gone now. All clearer thinking tools are pretty great for this. I love this how to, actually, change the world non-trivial course and think it should have a wider audience than just high school students, i.e. it reminded me of a corporate training. I really hope it gets finished. In particular, I think the above appeals to people who work for corporates, since this is how work is done in the private sector where metrics and results are especially important. I am bullish on community building work specifically aimed at working professionals, CSR departments and the growing trend towards corporate ESG reporting. Hit me up if you are interested in this too, been working with EACN and HIP on this. I don't think any of this is necessarily unique to the effective altruism movement. If a new, better, more positively impactful movement develops that looks like it'll be more successful at building a radically better world, I'll consider jumping ship. But, honestly, from what I can see, nothing else comes close. That's the end of the list. The future of EA will be defined by the people who step up and take action today. Here's a list of bullet points. EA at its best is a duocracy and individuals can have an outsized impact on the culture. CSBF winking face. I like that there has been an increased focus on character. You'll notice all that what I listed that I liked best about people in EA were traits rather than outcomes, yet. If you see something important that you think is currently underrepresented within EA, you, yes, you, might be the right person to fix that. The key feedback I have for CEA is that they should do more explicit hero licensing if they don't want to do the organizing work themselves. Not, yeah, it'd be fine if you did it, active encouragement. I know managing volunteers is a lot of work, but giving them ownership, and license that you'd like them to do it, would make a difference. Achana Messinger is excellent at hero licensing, she wrote the piece I linked. There were points in my community building in London where I would have given up without the explicit encouragement she gave me. Thanks Chana less than three. That's the end of the list. Heading. Conclusion and some caveats. I'm pretty careful to make sure my whole personality isn't EA. Caring about other things is important for your mental health. Diversifying your associations is good for your long-term career capital. Saying that, I think EA is the shit. I am really proud to be associated with this movement full of awesome people doing ambitious projects to make the world better. Keep your focus on who you're trying to help and we'll get through it flex biceps. There's an image here in the text. Stolen from this post, this is just for vibes. I don't actually think EA is awful. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. It was first published on September 30, 2023. The original text contained three footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.